0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Larry's Pop Pod. I'm Chris Larry.
1: And I'm Amelia Larry.
0: And today we are going to be jumping into stuff we are digging this fall. I feel like over the, since we recorded our last one and over basically the last month, We've been getting into so much stuff. And I, we think about this all the time. Like, oh, how do we talk about this on the podcast, blah, blah, blah. And it got almost so overwhelming. So we had to th- figure out how to be able to talk about all this stuff. So tell, tell our listeners what we're going to do with this episode.
1: Today, so we each took three minutes to write down a bunch of stuff that we've been, like, liking, I guess. Like TV shows, music, whatever. Books, even. And so... We both wrote some, and you will say one, and then I will say one, and we'll both have a little conversation about all of them.
0: Awesome. So, yeah, this is going to be um, kind of volleyball-style, back and forth, just a rat-tat-tat of a lot of stuff that we've been into and quick conversations about it. And when we did this exercise to kind of get all of our ideas out, we also started to identify some other shows that we want to do. So we also sat down and planned those out. So we're also working on some mini pops and some other episodes coming up where um, we need guests and we otherwise need to do a little bit of planning. So I'm pretty excited because we have like the next three or four episodes planned out.
1: Um, Yeah, I'm excited too. Um, And like basically all of those episodes have guests in them. And that's also really exciting because you get to see an opinion that you didn't talk about because they'll just be like, you know what? I also didn't like this
0: movie, you know? Exactly. So that's all coming up. We're very excited about our fall show planning. So now let's get in to this fast-paced stuff that we're digging in fall 2018. Um, I'm going to kick it off. One thing that I've been kind of excited about, obviously, is the return of the National Football League. I enjoy the NFL. I like it. Um, I like to watch as much of it as possible. Um, And lately, you know, Amelia, is it fair to say you've been getting into watching football a little bit more?
1: yeah I think after the caps won the Super Bowl Stanley Cup Stanley Cup sorry um, I like oh that's actually pretty fun to see a team win and then like you have faith in your other team and other sports
0: so you've been watching a little bit more football with me some some Redskins and other things but this year Amazon Prime has the rights for the web broadcast of Thursday Night Football. And they give you an option to listen to female play-by-play and color announcers uh, by longtime female sports reporters Andrea Kramer and Hannah Storm. And so they've been doing the shows, I and mean, we we watched their debut the other night. That was pretty cool, I have to say, listening to you know longtime NFL reporters actually call a game and not just be on the sideline. What did you think listening to it?
1: I think it was really cool because... Whenever you watch a game, you just hear male voices in the background, and then to hear like that like different kind of voices was really cool. You're like, "Oh, right, they're there. I forgot."
0: That's right. So, we dug that. So, look for that you if you watch it through your Prime subscription, you have the option to watch basically the regular Fox broadcast of Troy Aikman and the other guy, so annoying. Um and or the English or Spanish broadcasts or the Hannah Storm and Andrea Kramer. So if you watch that way, I highly recommend it. It's a, it's a fun experience. All right. With some other news of stuff that we like to watch, uh, I want to give the, the Project Runway news that we found out recently.
1: So we were like, we were watching Survivor um, and we were like, okay, we need something new to watch because there's only one episode a week. So we were like, oh, when does Project Runway come out? Because we love Project Runway. And so then we were looking, oh, yeah, I moved to Bravo. All right, yeah, cool. And then it was like, but actually, Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn have left the show. What? And Heidi Klum, one of the best judges on there, the other people are like, yeah, it's very, very symmetrical. (laughs) And Tim Gunn is like the best advice giver in like the whole entire world. And he's, like, so nice. The other one is like, well, that is horrible, so I just suggest
0: you scrap it. Yeah, so Bravo, actually, the very first season ever of Project Runway was on Bravo, and then they moved to Lifetime, where they've been for, like, I don't know, 14 seasons or a long time. But they're moving now back to Bravo from Lifetime, and Tim Gunn and Heidi Klum are not making the jump back with the new version of the show. And I have to say, Heidi Klum, I think, whatever. Others can do that job. Tim Gunn, there's only one Tim Gunn. I love this guy. He's one of the best mentors and the vi- uh, example of a mentor I've ever seen on television. But the good news for you, Clum Gunheads, is that they are actually taking their own show, a new show, to Amazon Prime, which they've been promoting that in this news about the switch from Project Runway.
1: Um, I kind of like that even though I love Project Runway and I loved watching it. I kind of like that they're doing something new because they're always like there's always so many people around them and they don't they don't really get the center of the tension um like they should because they're awesome. So, I think that's cool.
0: All right. So, big question as we leave Project Runway behind, will you watch the new Bravo version of Project Runway with a new host, a new mentor, and probably some other changes.
1: Yeah, I I would like to see how bad it is without them.
0: Okay, and will you watch Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn's Amazon show? Deaf, deaf. All right. Next thing is Amelia mentioned this a few minutes ago, but of course the Washington Capitals won the Stanley Cup. It was a big part of our spring 2018. We were very excited, very into it. In fact, on playlist volume four, you can hear our Caps song. Right? What's that, What's that song called?
1: I don't know. It's like Rock the Red. No, 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 da, na, 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 And then their album is called Darkest Hour. Yeah.
0: So we we were way into this. So the, the NHL season started again just recently in the early in early October, and the Caps opened the season playing the Boston Bruins, and they did a banner hanging ceremony and had the cup one last time in front of all those home fans, and it was an awesome ceremony. The clips package, the video highlights, them skating onto the ice, car- Ovi carrying the cup, hanging the banner, and then they came out and beat Boston seven to nothing in the opening game. So it was a fantastic night. It was definitely one of the highlights of my fall.
1: That's pretty impressive because the highest score I've ever seen in a in a hockey game was six. So
0: seven is a lot of goals. And yeah. then the next night they, they ended up losing to, in overtime to Pittsburgh seven to six to five. I would have seven to six. I don't know, a lot of goals.
1: I would have liked to win against P- Pittsburgh, then Boston. Even though it's opening night, but, like, Pittsburgh is, like, our enemies, so I guess. Yeah, I don't know. and we
0: always want to be Pittsburgh. <laughs> um, so, that was exciting, and so the NHL season kicks off, so we'll see if the Caps can repeat.
1: All right, so my next one is actually a field trip that I'm going to go on on October 24th. It's this place called Camp Mason, and it is amazing.
0: Well, you haven't been there.
1: Well, yeah, but I've heard, like, amazing things about it, so... It's a um sleepaway camp. We don't get sleepaway. <laughs> but
0: It's a non-sleepaway camp. It's
1: a, it's for us. It's a non-sleepaway camp. So we're going to do like we're going to probably do zip lining, bungee jumping, rope courses. We're also going to get like classes on like wilderness survival and how you can do that, which is pretty cool. So that'll be cool. Um they also, which my whole class exploded at, their waiver said, if you die, you cannot sue us. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you die, you cannot sue us.
0: All right. Well, let's, let's uh, hope everyone stays safe. Safety first. Yes. Um, I have to say, I was a holdout on Spotify for a long time. I mean, even when I had it, I didn't use it. It kind of—I'd always felt overwhelming to me. I also—I'm a big collector of music, so I have my records, and I used to have CDs, and I even liked collecting MP3s. They sort of felt similar. They were so kind of a physical object that you stored and kept and collected and traded and pruned, etc. But I have to say, for the last couple of months, I have really started to enjoy Spotify. I enjoy making playlists. I enjoy the Their recommendation engine for me. I've been discovering a lot of new stuff. So I don't know. Like, I think I'm all in on Spotify.
1: Also, like, Spotify, like, starts a lot of new artists. And they, like, show you things that you'd never think was possible. Like a song that's, like, not too loud, not too quiet. Like, just the perfect song. And then you listen to it, like, ten times. Then you get bored of it. Then you realize there's another one. It's, like, infinite
0: So, yeah, I'm way into Spotify lately.
1: All right, so my next one is actually a TV show that I'm really liking right now. Um, I just finished the second season today, actually. It's called Reboot, The Guardian Code, and it's about these kids who go into the internet, basically, and then like there's a sorcerer creating like all this dark code, and then the kids go into the internet and save it. And that's pretty cool.
0: So they basically battle the dark web. Right now, where can you where can you watch this? What's this on?
1: This is on Netflix. It'll probably like be on popular, or if you just search reboot, it'll come up. Um, is this animated? No, it's not animated. It has actors. They're also really good. Yeah, and yeah.
0: What was the best thing about it?
1: The best thing about it is probably like how they imagine the internet. It's like so cool. Like there's a place called Social Media City. Where <laughs> <laughs> Where there's all all these, like, videos of stuff going viral or even, like, something you post on your Instagram. And so that's really cool. All
0: right. So reboot on Netflix. Uh, Young, adult, preteen audiences, check it out. All right, so I'm going to pick right back up where I left off and continue to talk about, like, what I've been doing on Spotify. And one thing, of course, is we've been building... I can't believe I'm about to say this. We were building the Larry's Pop Pod volume... Five? What? <sighs>
1: Mind blown. My brain just exploded.
0: Uh, So we've been working on that, and we're deep into it. I think we're about 15 or 16 songs in. We'll, of course, have a whole episode about that coming up. Um, don't worry, where we go deep diving into our new playlist. But I don't know. I'm getting excited about this playlist. We're finding some old faves, a ton of new stuff. We even... Found, like, one of our favorite kind of comedy songs. A little annoyed at the version, but still, I don't know. I am I am telling you people that our next playlist is going to be off the charts.
1: I'll give you a hint of what that song is. In the swagger wagon, it's the, the swagger, swagger wagon.
0: wagon. I got the pride in, in the my ride, ride in the, the swagger, swagger
1: wagon. wagon. Um, all right, so my next one is actually something you probably all know. Something that is blowing up the world. It is something that's probably in your computer or your whatever you use to game, Fortnite, and Fortnite dances. It is crazy blowing up. Like, crazy. I mean, it blew up already. Now it's kind of fading. But Fortnite is basically like a shooter game.
0: First-person shooter.
1: Right. And, I mean, it's I don't really like it because you have to shoot people, and that's... That's not your vibe? No, I kind of like like shooting monsters, not like other people. Okay. Also, there's something that I don't really like about it, um, Fortnite. There's something, like, if you're talking, um, it, like, your thing picks it up, and then the person you're battling can hear you.
0: Yeah, you're using voice to talk to each other. Right, and yeah, that's... Yeah, that's in a lot of games.
1: Right, but that's also, like, kind of annoying, because, like, what if you're having, like, a family conversation, and then while you're playing Fortnite, which would be really weird... And then, like, they're like, oh, I can just listen in to what's happening. But, like, I know you can disable it, but that just seems like privacy kind of thing.
0: Now, you were talking about the dances. What what is, why the dance craze? That's really what what you're more into.
1: They have these, like, the floss, you all probably know. And every boy in my class does this best mate where you go, like, you put your arms out and then you, like, you swing the bottom part of your arm.
0: Like, from your elbow?
1: Right, from your elbow to your hand, and go like that. like, um, I wish you could see it. Me. Like kind of
0: like a scarecrow? <laughs>
1: yeah, like a scarecrow, or there's like boneless, where you basically just like flap around your arms, or there's like um, the hiker, where you like, I can't do it, you like jump and kick your leg out, and also like pump with your fist.
0: And everyone does these dances?
1: Everyone! It's like so weird.
0: Of course, like the last 40 some odd years, I don't even know at this point what the anniversary is for Saturday Night Live, but every fall kicks off a new season of Saturday Night Live. I think we're two episodes in by the time we recorded this. And uh, no, I I usually stay up to watch it because I like to sort of, you know, that. There's so much going on in the news and the world that it's another way to kind of get the temperature for what the conventional wisdom is, what sort of people are saying, so to speak. And, Amelia, you watch clips the yeah. next day on DVR or on YouTube if if they're appropriate and if I think mm. they'll be funny for you.
1: Also, like, Saturday Night Live, like, there's some, like, harsh stuff in the news that Saturday Night Live just makes it funny.
0: Oh, really? Does it help you understand the news ever?
1: Kind of, They'll be like, and this happened, like, I like the news desk, where they, like, there's two guys, they actually hosted the Emmys, and then right. they, like, they, like, say jokes about the news, and that's, like, just teaches you, kind of, because if you don't
0: look at the news. So, yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, we're, I'm not sure about the season yet, you know, listen, I know people love to say, oh, Saturday night was so much better, when, or it's it's done now, I don't like this cast. I'm so bored of that type of mentality. Starting Live is an institution. It has a role to play. Part of that role is sucking. Part of that role is not always being good. It's a skit comedy show. Some are going to be awesome. Some are going to tank. Some will be half a chuckle. That's the nature of the thing. And these people are immensely talented. They don't all necessarily get to shine at all times. But this idea that, oh, it's up, it's down, that's boring. I judge it from a skit to skit. Basis and it also is part of the culture. Things like the Kanye West meltdown and yada yada, like these things. I don't know. I like getting the the heartbeat of the culture with Saturday Night Live as one of my of my check ins and also the classic skits. Are the classic skits.
1: Um, following the SNL chain is more of the classics. I think he, Kenan Thompson, is the star actor. I think he does it every Christmas. Does what the What's Up With That? No, no.
0: They haven't done it for like... They haven't done a new What's Up With That since like 2014.
1: Maybe this will be the year. Please, please, please. Um, what's Up With That? And also more Cowbell. <laughs> They're not going
0: to go back to more Cowbell.
1: They're not going to go back to more Cowbell, but I love the skit so much and I wish there was a second one because that'd be funny.
0: See, that's the funny thing is with you, you you watch a lot of the classic skits and then you, you keep expecting them to be on that week, Saturday Night Live. Right. And like... You know, I think of all the people that make What's Up With That So Great other than Keenan Thompson, they're all not on the show anymore. So, like, <laughs> you know, Fran yeah. Armisen playing this Kenny G saxophone. Um,
1: what about the, the racer track Yeah, guy? the dancer.
0: I can't believe I can't think of his name right now. This is ridiculous. Um, all right, I just can't. I'm not going to look it up. You, you know what I'm talking about. Um, he He's not... Nobody... The, the announcer guy, uh, uh, he's gone... So it's a whole thing.
1: Yeah, it really is a whole thing. But like it's so good when he goes like What's up with that? And then like um and then when he does his like little short short singing well, short singing breaks, he'll be like, If you get a cup of coffee, make sure to put the sugar in.
0: <laughs> it is an amazing Blah skip. blah blah. We literally watch them on YouTube. we watch like one a week on YouTube minimum. It's like it's like uh habit at this point. It's um so and resonant. please someone on Spotify, can we get the audio version of the song on Spotify, please? Please.
1: Like, please. Please. All the like songs that are so good in SNL. They're like not on Spotify. Spotify is supposed to be the place where you have all the songs in the world and it doesn't have SNL, which is so popular. I mean it just It's annoying. Alright so we've been
0: getting funny, but I want to get a little bit A little bit emotional, a little emo, a little sad. Uh, Amelia and I recently watched the, the movie, uh, Hearts Beat Loud. It's a small little indie movie set in Brooklyn. It stars Nick Offerman and Kiersey Clemens. Has a lot of great actors in it. Kind of even almost in smallish roles like, uh, Ted, Ted Danson, Blythe Danner, Tony Collette. Um... It's a sweet little movie. It's about a father and a daughter. Uh, The the mother had unfortunately died early in the child's life. And I don't know, it was really special. It was about, he owned a record store, and it was about their relationship in music and playing music. And it was just a small, quiet movie, but I thought it was really good. What'd you think?
1: It was really good. Um, Yeah, it was just really good. And one thing I want to say is their soundtrack is on Spotify, Which is also really cool because, like, one of the things in the movie, spoiler alert, is that um, they put their – well, he puts their song on Spotify. So that, like, that – you can find it actually, so it's like you're kind of like in the movie when you go to Spotify. Like, oh, there's their song.
0: Yeah, you can kind of hear. The, yeah, you can kind of hear their song. And and another spoiler alert: uh, this the theme song "Hearts Beat Loud" will be on the Volume Five Larry's Pop Pod playlist. So look forward to that. Um, and also, it's set in Brooklyn, and we basically know everywhere they shot the movie. So we know the record store. We know that one of the restaurants they were in it was Insa. Uh, Korean barbecue and um, karaoke place. You had your birthday there last year. So it was like, also kind of, it was like very familiar. The people, the the relationships, and even the geography of the movie was all, it it seemed like we were watching like something about a friend's life.
1: Yeah, it felt so much like Brooklyn. Like that's why you thought you were there because we live in Brooklyn. So,
0: yeah. And Nick Offman is just always awesome. And it's just a, it's a quiet, beautiful little movie and especially about fathers and daughters, which guess what? Amelia and I are. Yep. We're father and a daughter. So it was a it was a special night. We just sort of cuddled on the couch and watched it. Watched a great little movie.
1: All right. So my next one, which is also a movie, is one we actually watched last night, which is called Mary and the Witch's Flower. Mary and the Witch's Flower is kind of like if you've ever watched Totoro or um, Kiki's Delivery Service. It's kind of like that, and it actually has um, some of those people from Ghibli's studio, which is also cool. And it's an amazing movie kind of about friendship, I feel like, because, spoiler alert, she goes to save her friend. So, yeah, and it's an amazing movie about her... Discovering she's a witch and then, like, doesn't want any part of it.
0: Yeah, it. it you're right. It was made by some people that, longtime Studio Ghibli um, animators and directors and producers, and they started their own production uh, company. I think it's Studio Panoc. P- yeah. P O N O C. I don't know if I pronounce it exactly right. So it's very Studio Ghibli. Uh, Amelia is right. Like there are references to Kiki's Delivery Service, Totoro, Spirited Away, um, Howl's Moving Castle, P- Ponyo. So.
1: Also like someone that you'd you'd want to be like, I don't remember what movie this was in, but like someone you'd want to believe that was good, but was actually evil, you know? Right. That goes back to a lot of, I think it's Howl's Moving Castle.
0: That's true. Yeah. Right. So a lot of, uh, yes. Yeah, so both visual and thematic similarities. And in fact, these were people that made those movies. So it makes sense. And Studio Ghibli has gone through like a weird thing where they are... S- Mizaki, the, you know, the guy who created it, is retired a couple times. And now he's actually just come out of retirement. There's going to be a new Studio Ghibli movie in 2019. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so it's a little bit weird because people weren't sure if they were going to keep making movies. They produced some other... Movies by different animators, so they were kind of diversifying, but now it looks like they're kind of reforming. I don't know. So, there are there are room for other studios to be doing this kind of storytelling, and it was exciting to watch. Oh, by the way, that's going to be on Netflix. Yeah. And I don't know if it got a theater. I'm not sure. I, ca- I can't tell anymore what goes to movies first, to Netflix, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I can't keep up, and I'm pretty savvy. But... So we knew this hitting Netflix. I don't know if it ever got a theatrical release in America or not, but you can definitely find it on Netflix.
1: Yeah. And it's just like a, a good movie just to watch like on a family Saturday night, Friday night, you know.
0: Good wreck. Amelia Larry. All right. So I love reading. Amelia loves reading. and But I don't always make the time, let me say it that way, to read a good non, sorry, a fiction book. Sometimes I feel a little guilty because there's a lot of nonfiction books I feel like I should be reading about the world or news or about different things in my work or even stuff that I like, like history nonfiction. So I sometimes forget to read fiction, which is crazy. And so I decided, all right, I got to read, I want to read a fiction book. And New York City does this program where they call it New York One Book, where it's like everyone's supposed to kind of read this book and then they do like a contest to see what book it's going to be. So I... Just finished Jennifer Egan's Manhattan Beach. She won the Pulitzer Prize for her last book, Here Comes the Goon Squad. I think that's the title. Um, And so, which I read and I really loved. This one is fantastic. It is set, again, in New York City. In fact, mostly in Brooklyn around the time of World War II and just before World War II. And it follows the story, basically, of this one girl into becoming a woman, um, and this sort of series of adventures and kind of life twists and turns. I'm, I'm not going to give that many spoilers past that. Um, it's a little bit like historical fiction. It's placed within, you know, an historical context. It's part adventure story. It's part hero's journey, a woman's hero's journey. Um, it's just, it's just really good. Um, I would, if, I would recommend reading it. I think if you're probably 15 or 16 or older, you can, you could read it it's definitely maybe appropriate for for young adults or sophisticated late elementary school I'm not sure you know your mileage may vary on that but it's it's a really great read and it really kind of jolted my love of fiction back into me
1: that kind of sounds weird because you said it was set in Brooklyn and the the title's called Manhattan Beach
0: well there's a out in like the Rockaways and out by like Jacob Reese Park and Mm -hmm. Coney Island there's a Beach in that stretch, it's actually called Manhattan Beach. That's weird. Uh, you know, these names, they have different meanings. Um, back And back in when they were naming these things in, like, the 1700s, like, they didn't know it was going to be all these, like, crazy neighborhoods. They just, right. you know, using the same names.
1: So my next one actually brings us all the way back to the beginning when we talked about Project Runway. I also talked a little bit about Survivor. So Survivor is a new... Not new. Um, there's a new season show, David vs. Goliath. The David team has everything wrong in their lives. Like, they've there's been a struggle after struggle, and the Goliath is just, they're, like, perfect, you know?
0: They're lucky. And yeah, they're and lucky successful. and successful.
1: Successful. Yeah. And Survivor is an awesome show that they do, like, you basically have to survive. It's in the name. You have to su- survive, make your own camp. Then you, like play like these games that like you make puzzles and you have to do athletic things where um where you have to go up against the other team and then if you lose you have to go to trial count tribal council and vote someone out
0: and And survivor's been on a long time
1: long time and it's just awesome and I love it.
0: Do you know, it, I think it was the first or second season of Survivor, one of the first two, it was so popular, because it was basically one of the first reality shows um, that they ran it after the Super Bowl.
1: I mean, that's stupid, because no one's going to watch that.
0: No, the, the show that debuts after the Super Bowl is always a, like, is a big spot. Lots of people watch it.
1: But it's so late at night. It's
0: not that late at night. It's like 9.30. Oh. You've just been a kid too long. Um, oh. A couple of funny things about this season of Survivor. Uh, one of the contestants on the Goliath side is Mike White, who's a comedian, actor, and awesome. screenwriter. Uh, School of Rock, Nacho Libre, Enlightenment on HBO. Uh, lots lots of movies and appearances you'd recognize in two seconds. In School of Rock, he plays uh, Dewey's friend, um, the one that he actually steals his substitute teaching job from that starts the whole plot. Um, and... He also was on The Amazing Race with his his father one time. So he's kind of a veteran of these CBS reality shows. And so he's he's definitely fun to watch and root for. Um, They also have like a pro wrestler, I think, is on the Goliath. And then even on the David, there's like an MMA fighter. So it's kind of a weird season.
1: I almost feel like they kind of like made Mike Offerman, right? No,
0: no. no. Mike White.
1: (laughs) Mike White. Mike White um, go on to Survivor because he like... He went on Amazing Race, so they're trying to m- build him as like a CBS star, I feel like.
0: I actually think you're right. I think he's like, he's a go-to guy on these sort of CBS, their big reality shows. He's been on their two biggest ones.
1: Because he's like funny, he makes good television, and he can also like start like something like you'd be crazy to watch.
0: Yeah, I hope he does. He's a candidate for getting kicked off early because people think, oh, he has money, and he's a celebrity, blah, blah, blah. So he has this kind of a target on his back, and he right. also is not that strong. He's So I don't think he's going to be that good at challenges, right. at least the physical ones. So I'm worried he's going to get kicked off early because I agree. I think he makes... he. I want to watch him. He knows how to make stories. That's his job. So he's going to manipulate things to make good stories.
1: Also, I one reason that I think someone's going to save him is One, the Goliath team always wins, so they might not go to tribal council.
0: Oh, that's a good point.
1: And he has a friend that the, that friend found an idol and then told him, so that like kind of builds the bond. Oh, that's
0: right, I forgot. So he, he does have access to an idol, right? Um, all right, so we'll we might do some survivor check ins, it's still right. very early in the season. Um, but we're gonna get out here. Uh, thank you for being a part of this. We're just kind of going rat-tat-tat tat going through these things that we're into, stuff we're digging this fall. Anything uh, you want to say on the way out?
1: Um, I don't think so, except that all of these things you can easily access with a touch of your finger on your device, or you can go to a store, whatever.
0: Yeah, you can find all of these things, and we'll put links and other things in the show notes so that you can check them out. Um, and we got some great stuff coming up. we got episodes where we're going to cover the Dragon Prince, the cool. Maker Movement, uh, Harry Potter, and the What's a cursed, cursed Child, and of course our playlist debut. So lots of good stuff coming up the rest of this fall. So keep staying tuned. Like us, give us reviews. Thanks share us. Buh-bye. Bye bye.